8.33 and it's that time again where we're going to be artsing around with Andrew Dembina and he's on the line now. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon on this uh, remarkably wet (laughs) for another day afternoon. I know, I I played loads of tracks to do with with water this uh, this afternoon. (laughs) Good idea. Yeah. Idea. Might, might as well enjoy it. Yes, that's right. How are you? How are things looking? Uh, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm doing well. And the uh, and the arts scene, uh, double-handed fingers crossed, going on while I say this, are looking as though they're going to be able to kind of re-emerge in Hong Kong. Um, to uh, there are some interesting things going on, which mm. uh, one of one of which I'll come to in a bit. But uh, but actually, starting off, if I may, with. Uh, something that happened very recently, a very, very encouraging auction. I know last week, in passing, I mentioned that we hadn't spoken about an auction for a while, so I thought I'd put that right today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, I mean, it was, um, it was timely, actually, because just two weeks ago, there was a really big sale that would normally happen at the beginning of um, April, but mm-hmm. because of COVID restrictions in Hong Kong, it wasn't able to really take place in the way that uh, it would be wanted to be in physical terms. A lot of a lot of auctions globally, art auctions, are done by uh, remotely. You know, people don't um, uh, swan in even in normal times to uh, necessarily look directly or feel if they're allowed to touch the quality of the artwork. It's done more by taking the provenance. That means the auction um, house, which takes a large cut for doing this, mm-hmm. taking them um, as, as the arbiter of the provenance, you know, the, the, the CV, if you like, of the artwork, and, uh, and also being valued as being in very good condition. All of the experts that are hired or in-house from the auction houses will be checking for all okay. of that to... Yeah, I mean, that's to give it its estimated value. So Mm -hmm. it's a very, very lengthy process. But what happened was, um, just a couple of weeks ago, there were some uh, breaking records made for certain artists and others were um, sold far beyond their expectation, which netted in Hong Kong dollars, uh, um, it was uh, just over a billion Ooh. Hong Kong dollars. Whoa. That's not a, not a small amount, is no, it? No, really not well, at right? all. <laughs> so, but, 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 but then again, it won't surprise people to hear, least of all you, Sadia, because I sent you a couple of pictures before yep. we spoke, yep. that, um, that one of those artists in question is probably the most famous artist, you know. That mm. anyone would think to. What's yes. the famous, the most famous artist in the world? And people Pablo. would say, what? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I kind of jumped the gun there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, go on. What would you say if Picasso. I asked you that question? Picasso. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and it was um, it was his portrait of one of his muses, as they were called, the the, the models that were painted many times. Um, and it was her name was Dora Mar. Yeah, it was painted. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's typical him, isn't it? How would yeah. you how would you describe I've, it? I've never it? actually seen this one. Today. Not that I'm a Picasso kind of connoisseur or anything like that. Mm. But it's mm. um, it's it's kind of. A, I mean, his his paintings are usually a little bit sort of animated anyway. In terms yeah. of they look like, you know, cartoony Character things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is just a woman who, um, you know, short shoulder length hair, and she mm. seems to be almost like scratching, uh, you know, covering her mouth, and she's got this kind of almost like a a rose-type dress on with yeah. a rose yeah, um, applique on it. It is very it much like a rose coil yeah. in the centre of a yeah. rose, isn't it? Yeah. So quite a, a, a comical sort of picture, actually. 
It, it is, and it's also uh, it's also for for some of his compared to some of his paintings, it's quite. Um, I mean, you could say not naturalistic because it does have um, you know eyes at different levels. Yeah, it's not so being... abstract. That's right. Yeah. It's not as abstract, and yes. also there's almost a kind of either a sunrise or sunset painted mm. behind the woman mm. in question, mm. um, which is which you know there are often lots of cubist lines in the background, which mm. makes the background quite busy. This is quite serene by his standards, mm. and um, it was painted in 1939, and it went to a Japanese collector who bidded um, either by phone or online, wow. which two ways that, that, that a lot of people were. Bidding. And it has become the uh, second most expensive wow. work by uh, the late Spanish uh, modern painter to sell at auction in this region. There have been higher prices elsewhere, but in, in this part of the world, second highest ever. Wow. And that, 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 that cost the Japanese bidder um, in Hong Kong dollars 169.4 mil. So, uh, now, if anyone yeah. wants to see it, you can go to my Facebook page, Saudi Asmani on Radio 3 RTHK, and the uh, picture is there on uh, my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You do you do uh, put up some of these pictures, which is nice, I think, but when we're describing something that is primarily visual. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, it was not only uh, his work that set a uh, you know a notable. Um, price, uh, but, but there was also something by another late artist whose name is Louise Bourgeois. She is a French-American, a oh, late um, French-American artist mm-hmm. who's best known. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to any museums um, who are keen on collecting these of giant spiders. There's one in oh, London. Right. Yeah, no, have you, have you I haven't them? seen it. No. Okay, and there's also one in uh, in Paris outside the Louvre, which um, which is um, Ooh, she was sort of half half French herself. Um, but um, but she uh, there was a work of hers which was like a um, a relief sculpture, which means that it's not totally three dimensional. You couldn't look at it in the round, but it would be hung on a wall and project out of the wall, and um, and that was of a spider, and that also went for a phenomenal figure. Mm. Um, the, um, there, there were a, a lot of high prices, not just for Western artists, but also a lot of Asian artists. Chinese artist um, Wu Guzhang, who um, is highly collectible, went under the hammer for 103.9 million Hong Kong dollars. That was a painting. Wow. And, um, yeah, there were lot, lots of uh, Vietnamese art. It was really quite a good representation. And most of the bidders were coming from this part of the world, but there were also some bidders that put their their uh, their kind of offers in from um, via Sotheby's offices in London and New York. So Hong Kong, um, for some years now, uh, as, is, as is kind of really uh, hit home by the fact that we have an art buzzle here, only one of three in the world, Basel, Switzerland mm, being mm. the originator. There's one in Miami and there's one here. That's and fantastic. So, yeah, yeah as, as well as being uh, a centre for wine when the government abolished the, uh, the duty on wine, um, which then made this place into, uh, in, in normal times, a, uh, a centre for wine, collectibles, vintage wine auction. But it's also pretty much the same. It's considered that for art in the okay. region as well. Mm. So moving on to something local <clears throat> next. Um, there's um, an, an, another picture that, uh, that that you will have seen and that, that, uh, that the listeners can have a look at <laughs> on uh, some of your Facebook uh, page, um, which is of a Hong Kong artist who um, who had a surprising name. When I uh, when I sent this <laughs> over to Sadia earlier on today, there was a there was a kind of a, a, a humorous uh, 
an LOL I got back <laughs> on. And uh, why were you? Why? Why was it funny, Sardia? Lousy. I mean, uh, you know, to call yourself lousy might <laughs> yeah, be a yeah. little bit of a. Know. You know, I, yeah. I'm sure quite a few people who don't know art very well and and would look at it and think, yeah, I agree. All right, that's fine. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Can you imagine how many times? Yeah. Um, it's it, okay. It's a male gendered person whose um, whose real name I don't know, but this is you know, it's artists do this sometimes you just go, just go by one name mm. yeah yeah um and he currently has a show on that started yesterday which um he plays on his own name it's called lousy people right. <laughs> okay uh, and, and i did send you um i sent sadia one image that, that is in this show yes. and how and how would you sort um, of describe lots, that it uh, kind of an outline of lots of legs and arms and possibly genitals in there oh, somewhere. yeah, yeah that's and right, uh, yeah. and people and i think you know the images it, it can be just one image that you see but you actually see lots of different people in there mm. i think it's a matter yeah. of how you look at it really isn't it it is, but you know, when I tell you the name of this image, Sergeant, it kind of that that overlapping makes sense, and the fact that people are throwing their hands up in the air. It's called the club, which I okay. assume is short for nightclub. Okay. And it's, so it's actually people dancing. Yeah, I yeah, think. that makes sense. Um, then. Yeah, and and he takes his cue in terms of style from street art, and he started off in Hong Kong doing um, a, a mixture of actual painting that he's done since he was a young boy, mm -hmm. but also. He was um, one of those graffiti artists and still, I think, uh, does do a bit of that. But he's actually worked in the creative uh, industry in advertising for uh, over 10 years, both in Hong Kong and Shanghai. Uh, but, he's, but his work has become quite successful in the last few years, and so he's managed to do less of the advertising commercial artwork and more of the actual painting because people have been snapping it up in the last couple of years mm. through commercial galleries but also he is appearing in art central which all being well will be held um later on this month i'll give you the exact dates of that um, mm -hmm. i I, want, I wanted to mention that he was going to be one of the artists showing there but that he has a he has a, a one person show which is on at show k1 at the moment that's the lousy people one mm -hmm. um so it, it, I, I must I must mention I'm kind of interrupting myself by saying this really because I was talking about Lousy the artist, mm -hmm. but um, so his his um, he will be showing at Art Central, which will be on between the 26th to the 29th of May, and it will be on at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Centre. I keep saying it will be on. It's due to be on. Okay. Fingers crossed, okay. it will be on. All and if people well. want to find out more information about Art Central then it's, things become very nice and easy these days. It's Art Central Hong Kong, which is all one word, dot com. And um, so there you can see all of the different galleries that are on. You do have to register before going on, as is the case with big arts, arts events and other events um, for, um, you know, for COVID reasons. And, but, but going back to the artist himself, because it's nice to have a focus on a Hong Kong artist who's really made a bit of a name for himself and been able to put his full-time job on a uh, to become a part-time basis for him to actually focus on fine art which isn't a story we hear that often in hong kong or anywhere in the world so mm. it's always good to hear one mm. and he also um has become known for uh, an image which and lots of artists have done an image uh, over over the course of modern art history in particular called the kiss mm -hmm. um and, and he has one. And I sent, after I'd already sent you a few other pictures, I sent oh, you yes. another small image, yes. which 
yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of many that he's done which focuses around um, the, the, uh, the action of a kiss and mm-hmm. between two people. And it basically is two faces merging into each other. Very, very minimal, isn't it, mm-hmm. in its lines? Mm-hmm. It's just um, a square, yeah. basically, with an eye, yeah. a, a lid on one side, and a lid and a squiggly line, which shows the the contours of a face, basically, isn't it? Just yeah, it is. And if we didn't mention that the name was called the kiss, like if you didn't know that, um, it could be, in fact, a uh, a kind of uh, it could be one face with a squiggly mm. line down mm. it. Um, but it but it's interesting. It's become his best known. Uh, icon of a, a, a signature, if you like, and he's mm-hmm. done it in many different ways. Sometimes he'll go much more colourful. Uh, other times it's more graphic, as the one that I've sent you, Sadia. Mm-hmm. And um, he does also play around with the shapes of his canvases or the pieces of fabric that he uses. Mm-hmm. In the um, in the current exhibition, Lousy People, he actually has painted on different types of fabric which are already patterned, or some of them are plain, or some of them he will paint in uh, an overall dye to go across the whole colour. But mm. they are hanging on the wall of the space, which are a bit like, I mean, some artists shown like this, so you'll have it with some kind of wire construction behind it, and it won't be framed. It'll just be on a piece of fabric, like a wall hanging would have been... Uh, years ago, like as if it was almost a, a, a textile piece, really. Um, and um, in addition to the solo exhibition, um, the, the work in Arts Central that's coming up will be uh, will be featuring some of his 3D works. He does sculpture. He makes works out of pa- papier mâché, which uh, he then paints in bright colours, also into some characters that, that, that have a, a very kind of tribal look, I would say, which is, which is another way. You know, the graffiti art look, when you see those dark black lines, there have been some American artists that may come to mind. Some people have seen the work of, uh, of, of certain American uh, artists like Keith Herring, who, uh, who isn't alive anymore, but, but was one of the sort of popular ones mm-hmm. to take street art and put it into the gallery yeah. and um, there's a there's a little nod to that i think in the work okay. you can find out more then by um going to the gallery that's putting on this exhibition which is in show k1 it's not in their own space the name of the gallery is called square street gallery and you can go they don't have a website but they do have an instagram page and if you search or just put it or if you type in at square street gallery Mm -hmm. on instagram you will find more information about this exhibition that's on right now plus um you'll find out what what they're going to be showing at um art central coming up soon it's in show k1 the space and it's called it's called ejar ragora which i don't expect your listeners or you sorry to remember (laughs) so it's best to go to square street gallery Gallery. to Uh find out more lots going on then in hong kong that's good i mean you know there's lots of things to see Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it is good. I mean, there have been a few now and then in commercial galleries. It's nice. I think it does feel like it's picking up a bit, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. And for the third uh, piece that I want to mention today, it, it's just as well there is more of this stuff happening because I wanted to focus on an article I read in a UK newspaper that was... Uh, the, the, the headline of this article says, in a world of bad news, art can be the best medicine. I like the sound of that. That's I'll drink nice. some more of that. Yes. And um, the, um, it was by a writer who is also a broadcaster. Uh, he contributes to a newspaper in the UK. His name is Gavin Esler. And 
He was talking about some of the events that have been going on in the UK. He writes as a freelancer for The National News, which is an online um, newspaper which has a lifestyle section in the UK. And he wrote an interest, interesting article on this topic of, uh, of art being, you know, something that can uh, bring some feel-good factor to mm. one's life. And he, he begins his article by saying, yes, the situation in the Ukraine is dangerous and depressing. In Yemen, it's dire. There are cost-of-living crises uh, crises going on and the prospect of unrest in countries where millions of people are living uh, quite literally on the breadline is real. And he goes on like that and he basically then goes on to say that, uh, that, that as the 2020s have become a bit dismal, that, uh, that art can bring some respite mm. and uh, it, I guess it depends on the type of art, doesn't it? What, mm. what we were just looking at uh, from the artist known as Lousy, the latest, you know, the local one, I should say, mm -hmm. artist, he tends to do things that are that would make a person smile. From what I've seen of his work, mm. um, and you know, there are there's a history in art, particularly in the early 20th century, of artists who were also, as there is a tradition of doing, reflecting on some of the more difficult times yeah, socially yeah. and that, that people went through the world wars and all this kind of stuff sure. there is definitely it was reflected and remember it was at the time before television in the earlier 20th century level let alone the internet where you know where people were felt that they would express themselves in a more manual way than we used to capture now. some of the chaos i think the lousy piece when i was looking at that it sounds terrible to say the lousy piece mm. but mm. you know some of the chaos can be captured and i think with the current environment with everything covid mm. and other things and war around us i think artists yeah. can capture that moment in that form, in that painting, you know, so that's something that they can do. And maybe there is a soothing element because our hands are tied. Mm. We can't do much about those things that are happening around us. No, no, that's, that's right. And, and also, I mean, I think it's exactly, I agree with you. I mean, it's how do we spend our time? Do we continue reading deeply into the detail? Because we're living in a time too, aren't we, where news uh, uh, on the minute, let alone on the hour, mm. is available and you can get saturated in all yeah, the detail of yeah. it, and it's not always the healthiest thing to do. So, um, I mean, whether it's entertainment such as streaming, you know, <laughs> viewing services that people have been been getting into more and more, or, or whether it's uh, listening to music, there are there are ways to which which are all part of into a realm that isn't the real one, which I think mm. people have been doing for centuries through um, literature and looking at artworks generally, mm. haven't they? Mm. And music, listening to music. Um, so this article goes on that he came across, this was the writer, um, uh, an in, uh, sorry, no, Twitter, a Twitter posting of something that washed up in Denmark uh, which was the, uh, a carved amber bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's what I sent. That's yes. something else that I sent you. That's sent quite to beautiful. Mm. It's, not, it's a bit worse for wear, isn't it? But it, is, it has been proven to be around 10,000 years mm. old. So, so I think we can forgive the carver for not making the bear's legs a little thicker to, to stand the test of 10,000 years a they bit stronger. They have worn out a bit in time. Who knows? I mean, it may have been a bit yeah. bigger. Who knows? But it's, it's quite a beautiful... I mean, pictures mm. there, if you want to have a look on Facebook. But there's something mm. kind of... It's almost... It reminds me of a kind of like a toffee apple type thing, that kind of <laughs> colour, yeah. the amber. It's almost like it sugary, is. it feels to me. Definitely but caramel. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, There's something about it, it but it's quite pretty. It's it's quite a pretty thing. Well, also, as it's amber, it's shown very nicely. Mm. It was found by someone in Denmark, and it's been put on a uh, on a kind of upright uh, plinth, so that the light behind it shows mm. the transparent nature of uh, of amber, which which is quite attractive. It's gone to the National Museum of Denmark after being after washing up from believe it to be from a settlement that is now under the North Sea from a period that's called the Mesolithic period. And it was just something which takes people back to some of the the way of thinking about art as being a very simple thing sometimes because, you know, we, we joke every week about NFTs, don't we, and uh, <laughs> things being very high-tech. Mm. Um, and uh, let's, we won't be holding our breath for too long before we go on to that, which will be the last the last mm. uh, segment that mm. I wanted to mention. Um, I, um, I, I just wanted to say that the writer, to wrap up this segment, that um, when he saw that the tweet of this ancient bear, it just reminded him that people went through... Uh, a tougher life than, than many of us do now and had a much shorter lifespan from, you know, centuries or millennia mm, ago, mm. but they still gave their time to appreciating art, and exactly. creating art. Yes, that's yeah. a good point, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And finally, um, for, uh, as I've already kind of mentioned, it's an NFT-related one. Um, so uh, the Material Girl, a.k.a. Madonna, mm-hmm. um, has teamed up with someone who we've mentioned in the segment before, Beeple, who was mm-hmm. the person, the NFT person who hit the ceiling in terms of high prices a year ago, but they've gone way above what he achieved mm-hmm. um, with his mere 69 million US dollar uh, piece <laughs> last year. Things that's, that's in the shade with some of them now, but, but these two have got together to make three works, So it's, um, which, is, which in, in arty speak is called a triptych, um, of, um, in the NFT format, so that is the digital format non-fungible token, meaning that it, that it has all of its uh, provenance, you know, the ownership is all embedded into the artwork. Some are, uh, mostly it's video, but some are still images as well. And I have, uh, the image that I sent you, um, Sadia, perhaps you'd like to describe <laughs> this one. <laughs> well, it's just a woman who has got very little on, but her hair is covering mm. the right parts. She's sitting up and Indeed. it seems like she's got a metal caterpillar walking on her arm. On Bang her on. Yes. Exactly. The, uh, the, 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 the caterpillar, I'll jump straight to that. There's a, the woman in question with very little on. No one would be surprised to hear that that is Madonna. Okay, um, I couldn't recognise uh, her. In, in digital form. I see. Um, and um, the caterpillar is meant to represent the digital world, not just the art world, but the digital world around us that okay. has many legs, um, that is always in contact with us and that can bite. Oh, so there that, you go. That's that's the uh, that's what that's uh, that's part of what all of that was about. It was released a couple of days ago, and it was released for the equivalent of one US dollar. I mean, let's you know, like like you know, come back to this space, listeners, and and Sadia to find out what this goes for when they say no more no more bids, because NFTs are often sold on online platforms where there's a starting price and it just goes up pretty much like an auction. So. Yeah, that's uh, it's gonna it's gonna fetch a pretty penny. That's my estimate, Sadia. Yeah, I bet um, with, it is. With, with those two big names. Exactly. I was going to say with Madonna um, posing for it and digital. I mean, her fans alone will probably get that sorted yeah. for her anyway. <laughs> I, I, I would think so. It's a sure bet, isn't it? And also with with 
with, with the biggest name in NFT art, also, you know, sort of really making the uh, minting the, the imagery. So, mm. yeah. So lots just, going um, on. I mean, tune, tune, tune in. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say there seems to be a sudden upsurge in um, things that are happening in Hong Kong. So certainly, like, you know, in the weekend, mm. there's pl- plenty to keep people busy then. Anything else? That, I mean, what are you planning? Are you well, going to go to the galleries? Have you been to the new museum, by the way? I still wanted to go and I couldn't because actually the last the last weekend, the last long weekend, I had a kind of an anniversary thing going on. And so I just sort of was did a staycation and wasn't going to be wasn't going to be going around looking at art. Uh-huh. It was um, no, but I did I, I did I did a lot of eating and drinking. And oh, so, good for you. Well, that's yeah, the way to do it. Yeah. The other thing is I was going to say about the museum, if you do want to go, because I was planning on going in the long weekend. Mm. And and then I realized that if you do want to go to the new museum in Kowloon, you actually have to go online and you, you have do. to register. And yeah. and then when I was looking, I thought, you know, we'll try and do it in the weekend. They mm. didn't have any spaces. So the first ah. available space to go and visit it, like if you're going in the weekend, was actually on the 21st or something, you know, 21st oh, of May. Weeks later. Yeah. So right, okay. so then yeah. I kind of registered and, and then you obviously mm. get this through your phone. And so you need to be able to do that. So it's not, um, you can't just walk into the museum. No. And, and also I noticed that they're doing it free. Like they will be a charge yeah. for the museum right. after after 12 months. I think you must have mentioned that when we were talking yeah, I about did. it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so now, yeah. you know, you can get in there free and check it out. And so mm. it's quite good. So it, it, is, it is good. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I was aware that you had to book online, but that's a good, that's good to know that you should expect a couple of weeks or so for uh, as, a, as a sort of waiting list that, uh, that you might not be able to make such a spontaneous decision yeah. on that. So, so yeah. you will be going in about um, uh, nine days. Yeah, on, the, like on the 21st, I hope to visit yeah. it. And, and you know, the, I just thought the building um, looks amazing. And obviously, they're, they're mm. obviously probably limiting people. They can keep track of the number of people who go in at that time anyway. Yeah. But that's brilliant. Thank you, Andrew, so much. Um, and lots there to think about. And people can go on my Facebook page as well. I shall talk to you again next Tuesday. Indeed. Thank you very much. much. All right.